friend, I hope you are having just the most amazing day ever. I'm so excited for this podcast episode because we're going to be talking about what the Bible says about body image. It is such an amazing thing when we can take a step back and look at what the Bible says about everything because all the answers we need in life and all the questions we have can be answered within the pages of the Bible. The Bible literally addresses everything we go through as humans, and it is just so incredible to be able to read God's truth and soak it all in. I want you to know that I am so excited that you are sitting here or standing here or whatever you're doing while listening to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with me and I can't wait to have this conversation with you. I'm so excited that you clicked on this podcast and are willing and hungry and excited to listen to what God says about body image, what God says in his holy word about body image. I can't wait to share with what share with you what he's put on my heart about it. So let's just hop into today's topic and talk about what the Bible says about body image. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited. So something we have to get out of the way before we even get into this conversation is this. And it's our body image is not simply like what our body looks like, but it it comes down to how we perceive our bodies and how we perceive our bodies is, is broken down into three different categories and influenced by three different categories. Now, the three different categories that influence how we see our body and then make up our body image, this is a quote I saw somewhere on the internet and I have looked. I can't find exactly who said this, but I know it's out there. I've seen it plenty of times and it's something I wrote down because I thought it was really impactful. And what it said was how our bodies are what we perceive and how we perceive our bodies comes down to these three points that I mentioned. And these three points are the way our family spoke about body image, the way our friends spoke about body image, and the way media portrayed body image. When I read that fact, I was like, wow. And at first I... I kind of had to take a step back and then I started thinking through this and I was like, wow, so much of how I see myself and my own body is really shaped by that. Like I distinctively remember family members saying things to me about myself or saying things about other people that then affected how I saw myself. And I distinctively remember how my friends would talk about themselves and how my friends would talk about other girls or how my friends would comment on things and how that really impacted me. And then I think back on media and now I'm 23. So for the better part of my life, I've been on social media and I know it's changed a lot over the past few years because in middle school, I don't really remember seeing like models on Instagram or anything like that. I don't remember like back when I started on Instagram and I was in middle school and high school, we still had those like pretty bad filters. So I don't think that I was following anybody that I was like, wow, they're a model. They're so beautiful. Like this is what beauty is. I don't remember ever thinking that, but I know today, like the media we most commonly consume is social media. Now, like in our parents' generations, they were always comparing themselves to women in magazines 
And now we are always comparing ourselves to women on media, on social media that are edited and cropped and and filtered. And even more than that, we're not seeing it like weekly or every so often. We're seeing it constantly every time we log on to Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever else. We're seeing these media of these women and like most of the models I've ever seen on Instagram have hundreds of thousands of followers and get thousands of likes. So that's what we can see. Like we can see exactly what the media portrays as beautiful and, and what's popular and what's attractive in the world's sight. And I think that's really interesting um, and really impactful to understand that body image isn't even like what our bodies are. It really comes down to how we perceive them. And are we perceiving our bodies in the way that the world is? Are we perceiving our bodies in the way that God is? And the world is constantly changing. The standard of beauty is changing so fast. I know one of my guilty pleasures is going on Pinterest sometimes and looking up makeup from different decades. I just find it fascinating. I think it's so cool to watch those little Pinterest videos where you see like the beauty evolution. Have you ever watched those where there are these women, this like woman and she does like makeup really fast in like a second and you see like from the 50s to the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, so forth till now. And you just see like how makeup's change and it just fascinates me. And it fascinates me how styles change and like desirable body shapes change. It, it changes so fast. And what's in style today is not going to be in style in a month from now or two months from now or even a day from now. Like what the world says is beautiful is constantly changing. The standard of beauty in the world is never constant. And if we try to keep up with that and we're allowing our body image, like how we see ourselves externally, like how we see ourselves, if that's determined or rooted or in any way grasped by the world, it's going to constantly be changing and needing to evolve. But in that, it's just going to constantly disappoint because we're not ever going to be able to keep up with that. We're not ever going to be able to sustain the world's idea of beauty when it's changing so fast because we can only do so much to change the way that we look. And what a sad thought it is to think that we even have to change the way that we look externally to fit into the world to be beautiful because I don't know about you, but even just saying that out loud really breaks my heart. And I really want to look at Romans 12, 2 with you and just start there and start with this simple verse. If you are able to open your Bible, I want to invite you to open your Bible with me and read this verse. But if you're not able to open up your Bible right now, just listen to this word and make a note to go back later and read this. So Romans 12, 2 has quickly become one of my favorite verses and something that God has really equipped me in remembering because it's so powerful and it's such a great verse to just step back and look at and do a heart check. So Romans 12, 2, I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible, reads this. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect 
will of God. That is just so incredible to read because if you take it line by line, it's specifically telling us not to conform into this world. And it's specifically saying conform to this age. And God knew that over time culture was going to change. And he goes on to tell us, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So be transformed by your mind being renewed by the spirit. And that only happens through the Holy Spirit and through God's holy word. And this goes on to tell us, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. So how we discern what is good and what is pleasing and what the perfect will of God is, is by reading God's will and looking at God's scripture and seeing what is good and pleasing and perfect to God. So we know that we're not going to try to conform to this world or to the pattern of this world or what the world says is beautiful, in this case talking about body image, but we're going to be renewed by the Holy Spirit, by the truth of God in the Bible, and we're going to discern what is good and pleasing and perfect in in the perfect will of God rather by looking to God's word and by seeking God's truth in the Bible. So what I really want to open to now is Proverbs 31. And I am so excited to read this scripture with you because it has quickly become my favorite. And I shouldn't say quickly because I've been studying it for quite a few years. And every time I read it, God just teaches me something more. And I'm just so blown away by the example um, of Proverbs 31. And, And it just is incredible to look at. So again, if you can open up your Bible, I really just want to invite you to do that. But if you're not able to, um, just listen and make a note to open to this later. So we're going to go to Proverbs 31 and we're going to start in verse 10. And it reads, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing food from afar. She gets up while it's still night and provides for her family and portions for her female servants. She's considered a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps a sandal with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sassers. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women do noble things but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring praise at the city gate. Wow. 
that is one of my favorite parts of scripture to study as a woman. And I started studying this long before I was a wife and a mother. And I remember sitting there reading this and just being overwhelmed um, and just thinking to myself, well, I have no idea how to like spin things. I this is just so overwhelming. I don't know how this woman does any of these things because I have no idea how to turn wool into clothing and so forth and so on. But then God really softened my heart and showed me that this passage really isn't overwhelming, that it's super achievable for us. And it's not so much about like the actions this woman did that makes her the exemplary woman. It's not so much about the actions that she did that makes her praiseworthy and good in God's sight. It's it's more so about... um the the qualities the traits that she carried out the the way that she feared the lord and in her traits the qualities that she had that we're not going to be perfect at we're all going to fall short but these are qualities that we can look at and say like hey how can i improve on this or which one am i already doing well at and which one am i maybe possibly ignoring um And I want to share those qualities with you and just talk about them for a second because that is what's good and pleasing to God. So just quickly, like 10 characteristics that really stick out to me about this woman um, that is so exemplary that God literally put her in his holy word for us to look up to no matter what stage of life we're at, no matter if we're in the season of marriage or singlehood or whether we're a mother or not, this woman is someone that we can look up to and say like, hey, these are characteristics that I'm going to pray about carrying out. And and how this has to do with our body image is learning what is good and pleasing to God. And it's nothing to do with this world. And body image is nothing to do with our bodies, but it's how we see it and how, it and how, and how, we, and how we perceive things should be through God's lens and not through the world's lens. So like, let's look at these, these characteristics of this Proverbs 31 woman and what God says is good. So the first characteristic that really sticks out to me is how much she loves Jesus with all of her heart, that she is such a virtuous woman and she's serving God with every part of her, with her heart, mind, and soul. She seeks him for her will and she follows him in every single way. And we can see that in Proverbs 31 in verse 26, in verse 29 through 30. Um, And it's just so incredible. The next quality that really sticks out to me is her faithfulness and her respect for her husband, Um, that she's doing good for her husband all the days of her life, that she's a trustworthy woman. And if you're not married, meaning that you are able to respect whoever is in authority above you, um, and also being a trustworthy person in every relationship, you know, and putting Christ first and, and making sure that the people that surround you are people that can trust you and, and trust that you are going to be there for them, that you're going to, um, keep your word, that you're going to be honest. The next thing to me that really sticks out is what a loving mother she is, um, that her children actually call her blessed and that she's teaching her children about God and she's nurturing them with Christ um, and discipling them and caring for them and training them in ways that they should go. And I just think that's so incredible and so beautiful. And even if you're not a mom, that you're just leading people closer to Jesus and and discipling people to the best of your ability. 
the fourth thing that I love about her, and maybe this is the nutritionist in me, but I love that she takes care of herself um, in a health way, Um, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually. And she cares for her body. She's preparing the food. She's providing. Uh, We could see that in verses 14 and 15, 17. And it's just incredible to see and to think about that, Um, especially in terms of our body image. Are we taking our our physical health into consideration um, and saying like, hey, my physical health is important and and God, God calls our bodies temples and, and he's calling us to steward every area of our life well. The fifth thing that I love about the Proverbs City One Woman is the service and how much she is serving other people. I don't know about you, but a prayer that God has consistently been putting on my heart is to help me be more of a servant. We know that Jesus was such a servant. He came to serve, not to be served. He was washing people's feet. He was healing. He was he was a servant. Um, and we are, we are really shown throughout the Bible that we should have a servant's heart. And it's so beautiful to me that this Proverbs 31 woman was serving others with love and kindness and just so faithfully in her servantship. The next thing I love is how she's such a good steward and she's so wise with the gifts that God gave her. And, um, She's, she's just being a good steward with every area, with her money, with her food, with all the gifts and the blessing that God has given her. And we're really like shown that. And I think that's incredible. The seventh thing that I love is how she is so hardworking. I love also that she is a good manager of her home, that she's managing things well. I love how she is spending her time on what is good and focusing on her daily tasks. I love also that she is beauty Um, and she is beautiful. She isn't beautiful maybe in the way that we think. I, we have no idea what she looks like, but we know that she is beautiful because she is a virtuous woman. And we know that she is beautiful because she has a beauty that only comes from Christ. And, and I think that's just so incredible especially when we're talking about body image, to step back and say like, wow, this woman is truly beautiful and it has nothing to do with her physical appearance. We have no idea what she looks like. We have no idea the color hair she had, the dress size she wore, but we do know that she was praiseworthy. We do know that in God's sight, she was good. We do know that she was righteous and it has nothing to do with the way that she looked, but it has everything to do with the way that she acted the the characteristics that she carried out, how she stewarded her life. And we do know how faithful she was to the Lord. And to me, we know that that is more beautiful than anything the world could give us. We know that what is the most beautiful thing in God's sight is to be be living for him. And I just think that's so incredible. And you might hear my Bible flipping right now because I'm actually opening up to the last verse that we're going to talk about today. And that is James 4, 4. And this is also, I keep saying this, but this has also become one of my favorite verses in the Bible to just do a heart check with. And I think it's really important to talk about when we're talking about body image um, and when we're talking about 
anything that could cause us to look at the world and the world standards. And especially after reading Proverbs 31, looking at James 4, 4, which says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Okay, <laughs> I can't read that verse without like stepping back and being like, whoa, what areas of my life are causing me to have friendship with the world and to look at the world before I'm looking to God? And I can raise my hand and tell you like, there has been so many times in my past where I can say, I look to the world to define my beauty. I look to the world to say what is beautiful or what was beautiful. And I remember being in high school and looking up so many different things about nose jobs or how to lose weight or how to be beautiful. I literally remember typing in, on YouTube looking up videos of how to be beautiful because I wanted to be beautiful in the way that the world said is beautiful. I wanted to be beautiful so that guys would find me attractive. I wanted to be beautiful so that I could fit in. I wanted to be beautiful by the standards of the world. And I had no idea the standard of beauty that God calls us to and how different it is from the standard of beauty that the world says. God says what is beautiful is a woman seeking his heart. And the world says what is beautiful is completely different. What the world says is beautiful and what the world applauses and loves is typically going completely against scripture. It's telling us right here in James 4, 4, if we're friends with the world and we're looking to the world, we're going to become an enemy with God. And that goes for every area of our lives. And that's why I really want to caution you right now, sister. Like if you're looking at any part of your beauty and trying to find it in the world and trying to find it in fashion and trying to find it in a number on the scale or anything like that, it is going to pull you further away from God, unless you're holding your standard of beauty up to what God says is beautiful, it is going to fall short. We know that. We can't deny that. We can't deny what is written in scripture. We can look at all the things of the world, but that's constantly changing and, and everything is fluctuating. But when we look at the word of God, we know that this is truth. This has withstood years, thousands of years. And, and God's word is true and constant and never changing. And that's the hope that we cling to. That's where we can root our identity to know like, hey, I'm not going to look like the world, but I'm going to pursue God here because I'd rather be more like him and I'd rather be more beautiful in his sight than in the world's sight. And to me, like that is my priority. And I really hope that moving forward from this podcast, you can take a step back and you can pray and you can know that you are beautiful and it is not defined by your body. The the Bible specifically tells you the things that are good and pleasing to God and it is going to go contradictory to the world. I hope that you know that. I hope you know that most of the time, whatever the world is favoring, whatever the world is turning to is completely opposite of God. We know that even when Jesus was going to be hung up on the cross and Pontius Pilate was saying like, Hey, why are we, why are we doing this? And all the people were saying, no, like kill him, crucify him, but give us Barabbas. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that story or not, but the people, the, the people were choosing to crucify Jesus, who is the light of the world, but let out and pardon a man in his place named Barabbas. 
And Barabbas was a thief and a liar. And um, he was evil. He was a criminal. And the world chose the thief and the liar over the light. And the world continues to do that in every single way. So if we're conforming to the world, if we are becoming friends with the world in any single way, we're going to be led astray. And the same thing is with our body image. Because our bodies are not our own. Our bodies are temples from the Holy Spirit. We know that. Scripture tells us that. We know that beautiful is not within our bodies. We know that beautiful is within and that when Christ is truly in us and when the Holy Spirit dwells in us, that is truly beautiful. And that is light that is going to last till eternity because temporary beauty and beauty from the world is going to fade. But what's going to matter is the beauty that we have that's from Christ that is going to carry with us into eternity, that's going to carry with us on the day that we stand before the Lord on the cross. And you are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. God makes no mistakes, and He made no mistake when He was creating you. He had a purpose for you, and He has a, has a plan for your life. He did not mess up. How you look is how you're supposed to look, and it is beautiful. Now, true beauty is going to come from within, and I keep stressing that because I just want to encourage you to stop putting the weight of who you are and stop putting your identity and your worth and, and your self-confidence in anything of this world that is going to fall flat. And I just want to encourage you to just leave it at Christ's feet and to go to God and to find who you are and find how you define beauty in the scripture. Because what the world says is beautiful is not beautiful. But what God says is beautiful is eternal beauty that we can keep up with because we know his truth is never changing. Friend, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me on this podcast episode today. And I truly hope that this was able to encourage you to root everything about your identity and to look at body image in a biblical perspective. I hope that your identity is able to be more rooted in Christ than it is in this world. And I hope that you leave this podcast feeling inspired in God's truth and God's word. And so look more to God than you do to the world. If we're not already connected on Instagram, make sure to follow me at Inspiring Honey on Instagram. And also, if you're not already part of my text community, go ahead right now and text me. I send out daily, sometimes weekly texts um, with scripture and encouragement and inspiration for you. So go ahead and text 877-497-0070 to join my text community. Also, this is the month of September, which is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month as a cancer survivor. This is a very important month to me. So a big portion of my proceeds for everything sold in my shop is going to be donated to St. Jude's for Childhood Cancer Research. If you'd like to partner with me in this, if you'd like to support my shop and support giving to Childhood Cancer Research, it would mean the world to go to inspiringhoney.com and check that out. Until next time, I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember to live inspired.